This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, I hope you had a wonderful election day. We covered that yesterday, and so I'm not going to talk about the election, ladies and gentlemen. There is nothing much to talk about other than Pennsylvania. You got John Fetterman, so congratulations, ladies and gentlemen. You elected someone who I would have voted for because the chances of Fetterman dropping dead uh, right after he's sworn in and then that seat sitting vacant are pretty damn good, ladies and gentlemen. So great choice there with Fetterman. I mean, what a clown show circus the election is. And you know my thoughts on that. So that's it. Over. Let's move on to something more important, like reminding you to leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts and a comment there. It helps us move up the charts. We're doing great. We appreciate it. Thank you for sharing this show. I think episode 80 is the biggest show we have done now as far as total listeners go. That was the episode with Wide Awake Jim where we covered the climate hustle and then tied that into technocracy. I just had two calls with Jim today, one earlier in the day and one this afternoon, and we are putting together some amazing, amazing content for you right now. He is deep into the bank for international settlements which sits up there above the united nations above world economic forum he's figuring all that out how the carbon taxes are going to work and we're tying that into some of the original tenets of technocracy that we've been covering here the last couple of episodes so check out episode 80 you can join pain.tv slash gold and you'll get access to the ad-free video version of that podcast including all the charts, the graphs, the PDFs that Jim put together for us. And then you can also download all that stuff as well. The Young Bucks over at pain.tv slash gold put that together for you guys. So it is worth it. So thank you to everyone who has joined that platform uh, for just like $8 and change a month. You get access to the ad-free video version of the Thomas Paine podcast and the Dustin Gold Standard. And you're joining a like-minded group of folks that are sharing intelligence. You can create different groups in there just like on facebook it's really a facebook like application and you can access that both from an internet browser and download a mobile application onto your phone it's it's really fantastic and folks are sending me stuff 
all the time. As you know, I'm deep into the documents here, the founding of Technocracy Incorporated. And so I'm going to continue down this path for a little bit. Jim is slated to come on next week. I don't know what's going to happen, but there may be a hot wire with Mike Moore, myself, and Jim coming up shortly to war game and talk about everything we're finding. And then we'll put it together in detailed form over here at the Dustin Gold Standard, where we'll include all the charts and the graphs and the research and all of the documents, folks, because I think it's important to have all of the supporting documents to show this is just a theory this is actually what is happening and as far as i'm concerned we're the only ones going out and finding all this stuff and putting it together in this detail for you in this detailed of a fashion all right so tonight we're going to cover a number of things i was going to go back and talk about the lead up to technocracy incorporated which was founded by howard scott and really M. King Hubbard in 1933. But I don't want to go uh, too far back yet because I'm tying this whole thing into really the beginning of the industrial era in 1760. I'm bringing it up to the Civil War, which was 1861 to 1865. We're getting into the Gilded Age, which is 1870 to 1900. Then we're getting into... Edward Bellamy and the growth of what was called national clubs, nationalist clubs, and that was 1888 to 1894. That brings us into the panic of 1893, and from that grew Thorstein Veblen, who we're going to get into soon. And that takes us up to 1913, which was when the Federal Reserve, the IRS, and the income tax were created. And then we've got 1914 to 1918, which is World War One. We've got 1918 to 1920, which is the Spanish flu. And then we have what comes out of that 1919 to 1921, the Technical Alliance, which was the first group that Howard Scott put together. And then we have 1929 to 1939, the Great Depression. 1932, the Committee on Technocracy, which was Howard Scott's uh, second organization. Then we have 1933, the Technical Alliance. Uh, FDR wins his election in 1933 and serves until 1945. And then 1933 to 1939, we have the rollout of the New Deal. 1936, we had the Social Security number introduced. 1939 to 1945, we have World War II. In 1945, we have the founding of the United Nations. And so what I'm working on in between everything else is I'm putting a spreadsheet together showing the last, uh, well, what, 160 years going back to 1760. And it's going to be a problem, reaction, solution spreadsheet. And so we will show the top 100 major problems caused by the state, the reactions from the public, 
and then the solutions that were put into place. So, for instance, you might have, let's say, 9-11 as the problem. Then you have the reaction, save us from the terrorists. And then you have the solution, which would be the Patriot Act, prison planet technology, all that kind of stuff. Each of these have a lot of different solutions that come out of the problems. And then those solutions obviously create more problems. I'm obviously not going to build that all at once and then do a show on it because it's going to take me i don't know a year to put this all together and this will become the basis uh for the book series that we're going to do and probably a number of documentaries that will come out of this so i was talking to maria albanese co-host of the thomas Paine podcast on fridays and wide awake jim about this and i said i think this is the way we need to tackle it and we're going to be able to prove that technocracy was embedded into our society it became our culture and we're living in it right now folks and the only way to really do it is to timeline everything and to show you this problem reaction solution loop that has gone on and on and on and we can show each time they create a problem and provoke a reaction the solution is more technocracy and yes technocracy really grows out of the left, I've said that several times, out of progressivism, out of the same stuff that Saul Linsky, the famous community organizer, would teach. It has elements of socialism, Marxism, and then even brings in fascism. And so technocracy really is all-encompassing, but it is this disease. It's a disease that has spread into uh, the cultures all around the world. And it's done through, in modern days, things like sustainability, uh, green industry, climate change hustle, uh, everything coming out of the World Economic Forum, this uh, need, this desire to genetically modify humans and make them perfect, this need from the consumer to keep getting more smart products and more technology. It's all around us, all encompassing. It's a cancer and it's spreading and people just don't realize it. And that's why I say that the idea of the Constitutional Republic is dead. Legal man of the podcast the quash i've interviewed him a couple times would argue that the constitutional republic died the day that we instituted the constitution he will say that once we got rid of the articles of confederation and replaced it with the constitution it was dead others will say well if you believe in the constitution then you have to understand and accept that that system died during the civil war and then we have 1913, introduction of the Federal Reserve, IRS, and income tax, another big time period. And then I will make the argument and show that technocracy really took root under the New Deal. Now, there's historians out there, these official narrative historians, like the ones that tell you MK Ultra stopped in 1964. We've covered that in detail and depth on this show. They will tell you that MK Ultra stopped in 1964 i've showed you i've shown you that it did not stop okay mind control experiments psychedelics all this is still going on today folks so the same thing here there will be historians that tell you that the new deal policies really killed technocracy or it forced technocracy to fizzle out in the 30s because the new deal came in and took care of a bunch of the problems that technocracy promised to fix but that's not true the new deal actually cemented in major pieces of technocracy and i think was one of the very beginning 
uh, policy arrows that actually help technocracy to begin to grow and to flourish. I really think you can take that back to 1913 as we start to investigate the Federal Reserve and we'll show you how that really helped launch technocracy. But really, some of the major thinkers behind technocracy grew out of the panic of 1893. That would be Edward Bellamy. And we're going to eventually get into him because he inspired Thorstein Veblen, who then inspired Howard Scott. So as you can see, all of this stuff connects. What we're going to do tonight is I'm going to go backwards into, I might as well pull it up here. The other day we talked about the Technocracy Inc. Energy Certificate. And the concepts behind the Energy Certificate were developed, okay, going back to really 1919 at the beginning under the uh, Technical Alliance, Howard Scott's first organization. And then it grew and it relaunched in 1933 as Technocracy Incorporated. The Technocracy Certificate pamphlet was published in 1938, but the ideas were there from 1919. And so I pulled back up the Energy Certificate document here. It's in a little bit of a different form than what I showed you the other day. The other day, I actually had the original scanned copy of the pamphlet. Right now, I just have the text up on the screen for the video audience. But let me just reread this because it's very important. It says the certificate, talking about the energy certificate, is valid only for the purchase of items individually consumable. Means of production and distribution are not obtainable by the individual. The individual owns nothing beyond his immediate personal implements and apparel. For example, he does not own an automobile, but merely pays for the use of transportation facilities on a time-distance basis. Now, let's just reread this and quickly analyze it. The certificate is valid only for the purchase of items individually consumable. Okay, so you can only use these energy certificates. Remember, every man, woman, and child, well, I apologize. Everyone over the age of 25 to age 45 gets a certain allotment. Everyone over the age 45 gets a certain allotment. Everyone under the age 25 gets a certain allotment. But for the group in the middle, the 25 to 45 working age, they get 20,000 energy certificates per year. Basically, energy coupons, energy points. All right. And this is based on taking a total of all of the energy that is used to produce all the goods that are provided to all of the citizens or slaves inside of the technate. And then they divide those up equally based on the total number of people. Well, you can only buy goods from the state. They're individually consumable goods, meaning only for you individually. You're not buying stuff for your family. You're not buying stuff for your spouse. They get energy certificates too. Then it says means of production and distribution are not obtainable by the individual, meaning you do not have access to the production of these goods or the distribution of the goods. Everything is sold through the state. So you can't go down to a grocery store. You can't go to a corner store. You're not going to go to a private Amazon. You have access to nothing other than what you buy from the state. This is why I told you, if they outlawed bicycles, you wouldn't be able to build bicycles on the black market because you would not have access to the parts. You wouldn't have access to the tools that you need to build the bicycle. And you couldn't make the tools or make the parts because 
because you don't have access to the natural resources, to the metals, to the plastics, the things that you would actually need to be able to build the bicycle from scratch. So as you can see, it is a system of complete and total control, control by the state, as Howard Scott, the founder, admits to. This is a system, a science of social engineering and a system of total control. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. You don't want to miss what we're going to get into. We're going to show how this connects into the circular economy. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold, folks. Come over there and join us. All right, so you've got that. We were saying means of production and distribution are not obtainable by the individual. You have no access to the production. You have no access to the distribution of these goods. You're only going to get access to them through the state. It goes on to say the individual owns nothing beyond his immediate personal implements and apparel. He owns nothing. All right, so personal implements, I don't know, folks. You get a toothbrush and uh, you get a pair of underwear. I mean, that's it. That's it. You have access to nothing else other than what you can buy from the state. You don't own it. You're basically renting, and this is what we're going to get into, the circular economy and how this works. But just give me a moment, and we'll explain that to you. It goes on to say, for example, he or she, the individual, does not own an automobile but merely pays for the use of transportation facilities on a time-distance basis. And we broke that down for you yesterday intentionally so that we can move on to what I'm about to show you. Okay, remember what it said. The state owns all the vehicles. They manufacture the vehicles. There's only one model of vehicle, except that it could be scaled up or down for like a two-seater car, a four-seater car, a six-seater car. But other than that, the state controls it. And then they have basically enterprise facilities all over the place. You go down to the state uh, automobile association and you pick up your vehicle, you drive it around, you bring it back, and you pay for it through your energy credits. All right. And as they said, you will be penalized if you do not drive that car based on their formula of the most efficient use of the car. So if you rent the car for 24 hours and the average that the car drives in 24 hours is 240 miles, 10 miles per hour, and you only drive it 20 miles in a 24-hour period, you will be charged for the full 240 miles to try to engineer you into realizing that if you only need to drive 20 miles, you only need to take the car out for two hours. So you're penalized for taking the car and not using it, not maximizing uh, it's uh, efficiency, right? So they want it being used at all times. So now what we're going to do, folks, is we're going to go into a World Economic Forum document here. 
And this is how a circular economy could help tackle Sri Lanka's economic crisis. And you're going to say, well, where did that come from? Let me just show you up on the screen here. I have sociable.co. And this was a very good um, thread that somebody put together on August 23rd, 2022. And where this came from was, it said, World Economic Forum Managing Director claims you'll own nothing and be happy is focus of disinformation campaign. And so I want to use this as a teaching moment as well. As you know, I've done a couple episodes where I basically dissect the fact checkers and show you where they're actually lying. I'm not going to do that totally today. I just want to show you. So when that you own nothing and you'll be happy came out, which we covered in yesterday's program, the WEF managing director claimed that that was the focus of a disinformation campaign. And so this sociable.co thread, they actually did a very good job of breaking this down and showing that the World Economic Forum is being completely disingenuous. And so this whole video that we watched yesterday, that two-minute video on you'll own nothing and be happy, and then the eight points, the eight predictions for 2030 that were written in November 2016 that we analyzed, that originally came from this article here on World Economic Forum, how a circular economy could help tackle Sri Lanka's economic crisis. It was based off of the ideas inside of this article. So I want to analyze this for you because I want to show you how this circular economy fits into this idea coming out of technocracy, which is that you will own nothing. You'll basically rent everything from the state. And then there's a video we're going to watch in the uh, next segment on the circular economy. And this way, you'll have a solid understanding of where these ideas, these principles come from back in the early days of technocracy have now been pushed through and promoted by World Economic Forum, which I've told you before is really just a chamber of commerce between the public and private sector that have formed into one technocracy. They're basically this connected tissue between the so-called public and so-called private sectors. And then they're also a promotion marketing arm for the technocracy, for the technate, for the future technological world that we are expanding into. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're in it, but it's still got to grow. And that's part of what Wide Awake Jim will show you through the Bank for International Settlement documents he has. And we'll be able to start to predict how far they are off from complete and total control. That's the silver lining in all of this. They don't have it yet, folks. And what I've discovered is there's no magical lizard people behind this. Because if there were, they would have just got this done already. Jim and his research today has hit a brick wall. We're able to find who's behind every curtain, except we can't get behind the brick wall of the Bank for International Settlements. I mean, we kind of know who's behind it, but you can't really figure out exactly who's behind it. And that tells me we're on to who actually controls this entire system. And it's not lizard people, because they wouldn't need millions upon millions of bureaucrats working inside of the technocratic system to keep 
building the technate, the prison planet, the matrix, if there were magical lizard people behind it. So I don't think we have to worry about magical lizard people. All right, let's look at this article here. And then, as I said, I'm going to show you the video on the circular economy. And this way, you'll have a solid understanding of this idea of this rental-based economy they're creating. And then what we're going to do is I'm going to show you, based on the information I read to you about the human engine, and what these folks think of you and how they have really put zero value on human life. Uh, obviously, Howard Scotty was against creativity. Art, literature finds those all to be useless because they don't help uh, ignite the system and keep the system rolling. They're just a waste of time to be involved with those things. Everything should be based on science and engineering and technology. So I'm going to show you how eugenics plays into this because eugenics ends up growing into what we see today, which is transhumanism, transitional human, post-human, end of humanity, engineering humanity out of existence. So I'm going to go back to, as I said here, showing you the rental part of technocracy, the rental economy, how that plays out today. And then we're going to show you how the uh, no value on human life in the original documents of the technocracy play into eugenics and transhumanism. That will be the focus. And then if I have time, I'm going to introduce a character, a person that I came across after literally tens of hours of research, who was embedded inside of FDR's administration, who helped roll out the New Deal, who was a technocrat, folks, coming out of Columbia University. So it fits into our big theme here that the New Deal really helped to skyrocket technocracy. It did not actually stop it. We've figured that out. I don't think anyone else has, as far as I know. Uh, none of the other people that have been talking about this for years. So we're going to start to lay that out for you as well. All right, World Economic Forum. This article was written in July 2022. It says, Sri Lanka is in the grip of an economic crisis with rising inflation and food shortages. There is a clear need to address the country's flawed structural issues and rebuild the economy. A circular economy offers a sustainable alternative to aid recovery and help the population. The economic crisis ravaging Sri Lanka has created a dire situation where a significant number of middle-class families have been pushed into poverty into a short period of time. Additionally, the rapid increase in the cost of living has made it challenging for most of the community to attain their basic needs with the affordability of food items particularly affected. Now, look at this, folks. We were just talking about Sri Lanka earlier in the year. I think everybody forgets about this, but it's this economic crisis, right, that they're talking about. Well, there you go. Add that to the spreadsheet under problem. That's a problem, a problem that they created, they orchestrated. So what's one of the solutions they're going to offer? A circular economy. The circular economy is part of the technocracy going all the way back to the original blueprints. You see how they implement this stuff? It makes perfect sense. I was just having a conversation with Wide Awake Jim today, and we started to figure out what these guys are actually up to as far as the natural resources go, specifically oil, gas, and coal. 
the use of oil, gas, and coal is not going to go down. They're going to carbon tax the living crap out of all of us and private companies, small companies, small businesses and such, because they're going to shift the individual use of carbon uh, of fossil fuels, the individual use, over to the state use. So they're just moving the usage from one column to the other column. They're going to use these natural resources to run the technocracy, to run the CBDC. The crypto, the crypto space uses a lot of energy. Quantum computing uses a lot of energy. So what I think we're on to something here is that we're starting to figure out they're stealing all of the natural resources, they're stealing the fossil fuels so that they can use them so the amount of fossil fuel being used will be the same as it was before it's just it will be used by the state as they provide services to you versus you actually using them in your real life which goes right back to this means of production and distribution are not obtainable by the individual see the state will control the use of the energy supply it's really fascinating what we're getting into here. I mean, this is stuff I didn't even discover years ago. All right, this goes on to say, but before we dive into discussing a possible cure, let's look at some symptoms of the economic crisis Sri Lanka is facing today. Number one, National Consumer Price Index headline inflation is up to 33.8% year on year. Number two, imposed import restrictions on more than 350 non-essential items due to forex shortages, foreign exchange. Goes on, number three, disposable income of an average citizen after food is 30 to 40%. All right, and so they've got a chart here, inflation, CCPI, and NCPI. And that is circular economy offers a sustainable solution for addressing the rising consumer price inflation in Sri Lanka. All right. How did this crisis happen? One notable thing about the Sri Lankan economy is that it has been a subsidized economy of goods such as fuel, food, medicine, and fertilizer for a long period of time. Political analysts take the view that this economic policy has been strongly influenced by a political agenda aimed at getting local politicians elected and re-elected. Therefore, subsidizing items was largely used as an election promise to attract a significant portion of the voting base. Now, I will tell you this because obviously I can't go dig into every single thing. That would take me weeks every time I found something. But I guarantee you, I can guarantee you because I don't believe anything happens by coincidence or happenstance now, that whatever this political system was of supplying the fuel, the food, the medicine, and fertilizer okay in this uh in this system they're talking about here um was probably completely orchestrated it was strategized it was designed before it was deployed for the purpose of crashing their economic system so that they can usher in this new circular economy which is part of pushing technocracy in to the culture in Sri Lanka. They're using different test pilots, different beta tests in different areas around the world. I told you at one point, 
it's difficult to do this. It's not easy because there are different nation states. There are different cultures. There are different histories that these people have to take into mind, into account when they are going to try to run one of these scams or schemes and get a policy into place that then starts to push technocracy or more technocracy into the culture of that particular place, folks. It's frankly ingenious. I mean, these guys are brilliant. They are not slackers. They're always working. They are the most organized, the most disciplined criminals that I've ever read about. Ladies and gentlemen, when we get back, we're going to get into more of this. I'll fully explain circular economy to you so you have an understanding of what is coming. I'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 